Hey, I'm Brittany. And I'm Serena. And you're listening to We're, We're Moms, moms now. now. Because we are moms now. After 13 years of a crazy life. We were high school best friends and we've been doing all of the life things. And we are rekindling our friendship and sharing stories with each other and you. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Serena. It's time for episode two. I feel very accomplished by having gotten to episode two. I know. It takes a lot. (laughs) Yeah. We're, let's be proud of us. (laughs) Hey, who else is going to be proud of us? We're moms. You have to be proud of us. (laughs) When you're a mom, you have to be proud of yourself because your kids are like, mom, you forgot (laughs) to get me a snack. Yep. Mom, you still have so much laundry. I've already done seven loads. <laughs> I don't want to talk about how often my kids are like, hi, mom. I am not dressed because there's no clothes in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, sleep naked. I'll have clothes for you in the morning. <laughs> and this heat, might as well. Yeah, well, they, oh. I mean, they're not always mad about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that says about their success moving forward. <laughs> Maybe they'll be really on top of laundry. Roll with the punches. Roll with the punches. (laughs) Last week, we talked about our friendship in high school Mm -hmm. and then kind of why we're reconnecting and that we both become mothers. And we had a really fantastic conversation that was very interesting. (laughs) And we had no idea that we were no longer recording because it was our first time around yes. learning all the ins and outs of the podcast. We lost a lot of good stuff there. It got deep. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Very quickly. Yeah. So I wanted to just roll right in and continue that conversation. And so where we had, we had gone as we had talked about high school. Yeah. And then where we kind of disconnected was when I was off to college, you were newly graduated from high school. Yeah. And you went on one path and then I moved away. Yeah. And, and then it was just like over. I was just like, okay. Yeah, we just kind of <laughs> dove into our, our lives. Yeah, our lives. How we thought we should live them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well. I mean I went I went to EIC which is only two hours away. It was the perfect distance for me to feel like I was going off to college, but not so much that my parents were like shelling out so much dough to send yeah. me away. You know, <laughs> you got the away experience, but you weren't so far from home that if you needed something. Right. Like I could it. still come home for the weekends. Yeah. I was, I was dating Michael who was still living in Tucson. So we were commuting oh, almost every weekend. No, he didn't. He was in Tucson. I met him the summer. Oh. The summer right before I left for college. And I was like, summer fling. Yeah. And then I went off to college and I was like, not a summer fling. (laughs) We need to keep dating. (laughs) Which worked out for me because he is fantastic. That's awesome. And then, so I went off to college and you, I don't know what you did. (laughs) What did you do? Well... I mean, uh, you went off to college, so I would have been still a senior in high school. I finished out at City High, and then I also went to college, but at Pima Community College. Uh-huh. So you stayed in town? Literally down the street from my mom's house. Oh, so great. <laughs> like, there's a trail. I Boom, was the I mean- happiest when I, I lived just around the corner for a year Yeah, from, from Pima West. Oh, and yeah. I love that. I would walk through that desert by your neighborhood yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, and I kind of like changed my major over and over and over. I was like, I'm going to do my general eds and then I'm going to transfer to the U of A because I did get accepted and I did get a scholarship, but there was kind of some mix up on where some of my money was going to come from. So I was like, let's just make it easy. I'm going to go to Pima. <laughs> and, um, I was doing that. I was like, I'm going to be a nurse and I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that. I ended up with a emergency medical technician. I finished out with that. And then I decided to go chase my boyfriend into the Gila wilderness in New Mexico, working for a Southwest Conservation Corps. For okay. About, like, three or four cool. months. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> did that for a while. And yeah, I, uh, Let's see. When we came back, it was just always working. Just working, hanging out. Honestly, not really doing anything constructive. <laughs> just making money, spending it on partying and 
and then making that. more and money, and more money. At our party. That's about <laughs> yeah. That's about when like bartending started for me. Uh huh. You know, I was working in two tiny little dive bars, the Chatterbox and the Silver Room. Uh-huh. Oh boy, what a place to start. <laughs> Those are the, you hear about a hole in a wall? Those are the holes in the holes in the and wall. And where are those, like, downtown Tucson? Um, No, actually, one's on, let's see, Plummer, which mm-hmm. is on Broadway and Campbell. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the other one's on Alvernon and 22nd. Okay. Tough skin. You need it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. And so that's where you got started into bartending at the yeah, beginning. If you could call it that. It was more like old people babysitting, but hey. <laughs> No hard feelings here. <laughs> well, it's interesting that that kind of sent you on a on a greater path that you really dove into later. Yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, Maloney's on fourth. Rest in peace again. <laughs> um, they are the ones that kind of sent me in that direction. Uh-huh. So I got a taste for the speed. I got a taste for the nightlife. And I was like, when I say speed, I mean how fast you move. <laughs> But I kind of really loved it. I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to go from here on out. Yeah. That's and that's cool. kind of where I went from there. But yeah. Selfish? Yes. Extremely. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. A lot of heartbreaks and love lost. But I had fun the whole time. That's cool. <laughs> well, and we, we had kind of talked last week. Um, you, you touched on the 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 way that you were living at the time was as you said I think you said I was living as selfishly as possible oh absolutely and I thought it was so interesting that you said it that way with like very much confidence (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I say I I mean my job and my money so to speak came first I don't care how you felt about it you felt about you in the back You want to see me come to my job. You want to hang out. Oh, we like each other. Well, you can sit at the bar and drink, can't you? Like, <laughs> it became just me, 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 you know? And so what was what was the the drive behind just focusing on on job and money? Was it, was it that you enjoyed the work? Was it that you enjoyed having the money coming in? Was it, like, all of that? I think it's just that whole, like, how do I say? I mean, I've been working since I was 14. Mm-hmm. But... There's difference when you're a teenager in your mom's house working. It's another thing when you finally get out there on your own and you get this real sense of independence. And I think I was just addicted to independence. That is so interesting. You know, like just wanting to just do anything that I can do by myself, you know? And when I got to that point, it was like, so I can get money and I get to spend it on me. I don't have to, <laughs> and I get to choose to have a house and pay bills. Like, right. These are choices I get to make and have an awesome life. And you really thrived on that. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I really did. I am not everybody loved that. I loved that. <laughs> uh huh. But you know, I think it actually helped me. And my mom have become like better friends, have a better relationship. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, how interesting and awesome. Um, yeah, so for me, I mean, I went to I went to school. I followed the path that was like, this is what you do, children, yes. when you graduate. Oh, yeah. And I spent, I mean, I spent all my time in school. I took a lot of classes. I, I love school. Like, I was like, I will do whatever I have to do to just be a perpetual student. And so at that point, like, I kind of went back and forth on what I wanted to study. And at one point I wanted to go into psychology and then I realized very quickly that I didn't have the guts for it. Mm. And I think I did an abnormal psychology class. And like people always joke, like once you take psychology, you start diagnosing everybody and it makes you all crazy. You see everybody's neuroses (laughs) and whatever. And it wasn't necessarily that it was just realizing that I was a very sheltered young woman Mm -hmm. and there's real scary mental illness in the world and that scared me away and and now at this point like I have people who are like you champion for like talking about mental illness and this is what you should do with your life (laughs) but at the time I was like this young woman and I was fairly sheltered and so as soon as I dove into studying that I was like Real world problems are scary. <laughs> yeah. You hadn't experienced it yet firsthand. Right. And yeah. so, but then I was like, you know, I really loved writing essays. I loved discussing literature and things like that. So mm-hmm. I started studying English and my goal was to become an English professor so that I could live on a campus because I just loved it so much. And yeah. I love the like, people are here to have like deep discussions and <laughs> sound smart. And <laughs> yeah. it was just so fun. And I loved, I loved all of that. 
and like the big the big thing I remember was like at the end of the year we're gonna or at the end of the semester you're gonna have to write a 10 page paper and everybody was like oh yep. the 10 page paper <laughs> and I was like I got 15 <laughs> I gotta I gotta narrow it down <laughs> professor's looking at you like I'm not reading all of that yeah like she literally was like I will read to page 10 and if you don't get your conclusion in before page 10 like we're done like (laughs) you don't get your conclusion graded (laughs) so I really I loved that and I was like if I become a professor like this can be my life you know and the thing is I only made a plan two years out so as soon as I finished my associate's degree I didn't know what was next Like I literally had not planned beyond that point. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have a next step. I didn't, I wasn't applying for scholarships. And so then my, like my education just dropped off. Yeah. And I was like, huh? (laughs) At that point, like I had, you know, I did that and then I was newly married. And then I was like, I have not made a plan. And all of oh my, my end, like, I, I was that in that moment feeling. of full independence that's like, nobody's telling me what the next step is. Yeah. <laughs> but I did, I loved college. Like, I got up, um, I worked at, at Curves, the, like, workout, 30-minute workout For sure, cardio I'm Curves, I'm like, that, there's no way. No, not <laughs> that one. For sure. <laughs> little, little town. Big, okay. smaller town. Right. Um, so I worked at Curves, the workout place, and I would get up at, like, four in the morning and open it up for the ladies at four 30. And then I'd go to my classes right after that. And I like thrived in college. It's so much fun. Yeah. And, but then when I came back to Tucson, I was like, I have only planned out two years. (laughs) I don't know what's next. (laughs) I know that exact feeling because I know I didn't, I didn't really touch on it, but when we were in high school together from all the acting and everything, that's what I thought I was going to do. Yeah. And then you get like, and I worked so hard through school to get all these scholarships. And then it was like, what am I supposed to do with them? (laughs) Yeah. I'm in school now. I've changed my major maybe 10 times. I don't really know what's next. So yeah, yeah, I feel you there. It's so interesting that I was like, I'm doing my steps. I'm doing the stuff. You know, like I have everything planned out but I didn't have a full plan. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't have a full plan, as soon as I ended my plan, I had no idea what the next step was. And yeah. the independence was like in my face. And that's kind of when I started having like a mental little breakdown. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I said last time that looking back at my life, I feel like I've probably carried mental illness for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like looking back to like, you know, 12 years old, Oh yeah, I was I was in a questionable place at that point, but I was twelve years old. I didn't know anything. Yeah, I mean, technically but looking back, all. I'm like I should have been talking to somebody at that point. Like I yeah. should have been in therapy or something. But then all of a sudden, I was completely independent. I was newly married post college with no plan, and then I like went a little crazy. But we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> no, I mean, and I hear you there because that's I didn't have it post college. I actually had that oh my goodness, what am I doing when I had my child? Because then it was like, I had a plan for my whole life this past 10 years, or well, call it seven or eight years, for bartending and the steps I wanted to take and the competitions I was entering and everything. And then all of a sudden it was, hey, guess what? (laughs) You're not doing any of that anymore. And it was like, oh, wait, what? Uh, Yeah. How do I plan? I The future is fuzzy and now I don't know. This is uncertain. Yeah, I like Mangello. <laughs> we're both kind of like planners and achievers, and both of us had yeah. that point in our life where the plan just dropped. It's just off. gone. <laughs> Absolutely gone. Life is so fantastically interesting that way. So, Serena, tell me uh, what you've been up to this week. You know what? For months and months, because of this pandemic, I have not been up to a lot, and it's made me sad (laughs) that I haven't been writing things in my planner. Like, I bought a really fantastic planner at the beginning of the year. I was looking forward to, like, markets and all this stuff, and then I, like, haven't used it for months. It made me really sad. But this week, like, I had every single page of my planner written out, Ooh, and I did a lot of stuff. (laughs) Bookman's invited me 
to do a stream with them. Fill me in here because when I drove on Campbell, Bookman's was gone. There's three Bookman's There's three locations Bookmans. in Tucson. Okay. And so you, you, you were gone. You missed the entire, um, there was a whole Bookman's uh, sports exchange that what? went on for a couple <laughs> of years. And you could trade in sports equipment and then oh, get Bookmans. credit to buy books. <laughs> I love it. I mean, not that I have any or sports Or vice gear, versa. But... So I was like, we don't need to go outside anymore. And I like <laughs> traded in so much stuff. And then I had like hundreds of dollars of, of book credit. That's amazing. Yeah. So that was really fantastic. A Bookman's East is just around the corner from me. Okay. And so we, um, I tag them all the time with my book haul pictures on Instagram. And so we've kind of been chatting and they invited me to do a tutorial with them. Nice. And so I went in, we did like an hour live stream on Facebook and Instagram. And so that was really fun. They paid me in book credit. They were like, Ooh. is that, is that an appropriate? And I was like, is that appropriate? Books are expensive. Yes. Give you me. You can absolutely <laughs> pay me in book credit. So that was really fun. They actually gave out free watercolor supplies and like they cut down the papers oh, for everybody. Wow. So I think like 25 people signed up and came and got supplies That's and awesome. then a whole bunch of people joined in and that was really fun. Yeah. And it was cool to partner with, because I mean, I've loved Bookman's my entire life. They've always been the place where my my parents would go and I would just disappear into the aisles. Same. And they would be okay. They'd just yeah. be like, oh, we know where to find her later. Yeah. And yeah. like, then you you finish your books and then you trade them in and get more mm -hmm. books. And so they were like, is, is this cool? And I was like, yeah, I love you. Nice. So <laughs> got my first love of graphic novels. Yeah, absolutely. So I did that. Um... What else did I do? And like, I look back and I'm like, I don't remember. I think I met her like maybe my freshman year of high school and we didn't even go to the same high school. And um, you know her. Yeah, yeah. So she got married last night and I kind of filled the like main planner for her end. And so like helping her plan her dress and her flowers and like Aww. think through how to plan a pandemic or a pandemic wedding yeah. safely. And so, I mean, through the planning process, we had a list of worst comes to worst. We're in a second spike. What are, who are the immediate people that get to be there? Yeah. Like absolutely. 10 people tops. Right. And then we had a list of 50 people and then we had like miracle has happened. Oh, Here's the list goodness. of 300 people, you know? <laughs> and so we had um, probably about 40 or 50 people there. Wow. And there were several, wedding. yeah, there were several people that decided not to come. Everybody was masked up. My best friend got married yesterday. Aww. Like long time, long time bestie. Yes, yeah, so we had, you know, about 50 people there. We had like a big old jug of hand sanitizer at the thing. Like we had the food all planned out. So there was like minimal touching. Everybody was social distance. It was pretty great. Wow. Um, it was, it was interesting to help plan a wedding during a time like this. Mm -hmm. We had somebody made from scraps from Katie's dress, which my mother-in-law made, made her a mask that matched her wedding dress, which was really cute. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so that was a really fantastic night. Like, I had a lot of fun. I was like J-Lo in the wedding planner, like Ooh. flying through that place. <laughs> like, yes. you're gonna help with this. The bakery put the wrong color roses on the cake. So I need somebody to remove all the red roses and replace them with these white roses, which we just bought at the store. Like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Wedding boss. Yeah. It was, it was like, I kind of thrived. It was hey. very fun. I am um, planning. I, we were just saying, yeah. planning. <laughs> well, we like this. it is so fun. Her hair stylist woke up sick Ooh. and her makeup person Ooh. canceled. And so she, by the time we got together with her at the wedding venue, she was in a panic. She was super stressed. We dove in, we did her makeup. I did her hair. I don't even know things about hair and her hair looks so good. So there was like some divine design in the day. <laughs> Everything worked out I and it was really fun. Out too. I legit ugly cried while I was giving a little speech for her. Like oh. Michael was like, you legit ugly cried. Like you're not a crier. And I was like, we're talking about Katie. Yeah, you're like, that's my <laughs> best friend getting married. Yeah, I have every right to ugly cry in front of a crowd of strangers. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and of course, she was ugly crying with her makeup, like, dab, 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 dab. Hold it in, hold it in. <laughs> While we were doing her makeup and she was super, super stressed, she blurted out, I didn't write vows. <laughs> and this was like right before we were going to send her no. out to get her pictures taken. And so I was like, okay, like big details. You met him hiking. You fell in love doing a bunch of hikes. 
if you're cool with that theme, we'll roll with it. And so she went out and started getting her pictures done. And I wrote half of her vows. And then Davey took the thing. I was like, okay, this is perfect. We're done. Everybody, Davey, everybody. Yeah, the other bridesmaid, <laughs> she took the vows and she she sat down and I just heard her like weeping. Oh. Like, <laughs> and I looked over and she was adding more things to the vows, just weeping by herself. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. It was, it was like a really wonderful, special like friendship moment. That's what we need. That's what we need during all this. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was kind of beautiful. I loved everything about it. I got a picture of Davey weeping and writing the vows. And then we just folded him up and stuffed him in her hand. Yes. And I said, that big first word is traversed. If you're nervous, it's traversed. <laughs> Don't read too fast. <laughs> yeah. I was like, big words I know are hard when you're nervous. <laughs> And uh, anyways, she unfolded it and was like so smooth, gave her vows that she had never read before in her life. <laughs> and it was beautiful. And like Davy and I were crying over our words that we wrote. The best thing about being best friends with someone in a situation like that, you like, you are able to give those words because your words are their words because you were there for all of right them. and like, like we like we know her and da we davy and um davy was somebody that i met in college I and, davy. yeah and so katie uh katie and i were roommates at one point and davy and i and katie we were like our trio through college right mm -hmm. and we're like a really hysterical mix because like katie is very like fearless adventuresome like she she like hunts for adrenaline yeah. experiences. And then Davy is very emotional and sweet and she loves like sentimentality and she's mm -hmm. like a bit of a weeper and she just yes. wants to like cuddle and watch sweet movies. And so she's very, yeah, very, very much. And then I'm the one that's like logistical, like plan <laughs> things out, get things done, be on time and don't be late, you know, and mm. um, like we're ending when we say we're ending. Mm. I go to bed at 930, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no so room. Between, between the three of us, yesterday was a very fun day. Like I was like, you know, being the JLo wedding planner, Katie was like, <laughs> you know, doing the, the biggest thing of the mm -hmm. day. And then Davy was there like, I am here emotionally supporting you and I will hold your hand and I will Aww. stroke your back. And <laughs> I absolutely love it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was super, <laughs> super fun. So that was really fun. And then I started a mural. I'm doing a mural for Fourth Avenue. They're doing, um, there's like a big construction site. Mm -hmm. And so they've invited a bunch of artists to paint like big mesh panels. Ooh. to like hang them up over the construction site and bring happiness and joy and color and some like local love to the to boring, the ugly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I started, I started that. Yeah. How long I don't do you know. think that's gonna take? You know, I thought it was going to take a while. We're, mm -hmm. we're hanging them up on Friday, this coming Friday. <gasps> so fourth and sixth on Friday, there's going to be artists all day long. I think, well, nine, nine to like 1230 artists are going to be coming through and hanging up their work and, um, they're going to have like a photographer and feature everybody. How and, fun. Yeah. I so go. <laughs> it's a really big panel yes. and I hung it up on my, on my patio mm -hmm. and I was like, this is going to take so long. And once I started painting, it started going pretty fast. Like I'm already oh, halfway okay. done with the background. And so I think that's going to be pretty great. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. And then I, this week I did a, I did something fun on my social too. Um, I did a, like a support local, businesses scavenger hunt mm -hmm. and so I picked six of my favorite local businesses I picked um mostly books that's a local indie women-owned bookstore a couple different like taco places Hotel McCoy like a couple places that are special mm, to me that I've worked with <laughs> that that are really really cool people that I've gotten to know yeah and I did a scavenger hunt so I made these fun stickers that say support local Tucson and it like if everybody stops by we're doing it towards the end of this week Okay. And some of the businesses like gave me a special coupon that I could share with my followers. And so I shouted somebody out every day. And that was really great because I was just like in such a mentally sad place mm -hmm. <laughs> through like the summer and then the girls starting virtual school that I was just like so stressed and very in my head. Oh yeah. And so I was like, I need to do something to cheer myself up yes. and get out of my head. And it was great because every day I went out, like I could have just 
spent one day mm-hmm. going everywhere and giving them stickers, but I like planned it out. So I went to a different business every single day, got out of the house every single day Oh yeah, and got to go like take a picture of their business and share the stickers with them and like make deals like How so they fun. could make up the coupons. So serving them, serving the community, it was really fun. Definitely uplifting. Yeah. So my week has been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so much going on. It was kind of stressful, but it was also like very fulfilling Mm -hmm. and really wonderful to actually be writing stuff down in my planner after months and months of just blank empty pages. My Michael was feeling kind of the same way, like kind of in his head, kind of whatever, you know, not feeling so great. And I was like, you know, I did this scavenger hunt. It felt amazing. Mm -hmm. So if I could tell anybody, like if you're struggling right now through this like pandemic time, if you're feeling like the sadness and that heaviness of having nothing to write down on your on your planner pages you know think of something that you can get out of the house and serve somebody because it really lifted me up so much to be able to do that and like use my social platform you know to support other people so tidbit (laughs) for our very very many listeners (laughs) oh so many for our millions of masses of fans So, Brittany, what what was your week like? Well, I guess the last two weeks, really, because it's been that long since we chatted. Yes, but with my mom brain and the moms coming on constantly, I can remember to last Sunday, maybe. (laughs) We only get a few days. Yes. Uh, My week is definitely not like your week. Um, (laughs) It was actually a little bit stressful, also. Hard. I went through a lot of different emotions. I do work four days a week. So I work my normal 10 hour shifts four days a week. However, I had a lot of fun last weekend. Well, you know, the beginning of this week Uh with my daughter. We went to get air to go. Fun! Yes. We went, she, cause she loves to bounce anyways. She jumps up and down and to see. Who doesn't? Right. Well, (laughs) me, me, gravity after a while (laughs) keeps me from doing that, but. We took her and she'd never been on an actual trampoline. So it was like, there's trampolines everywhere and no one here, which I loved. So great. And it was just like, they were like, oh, people, sweet. Like we haven't had people all day. And we went in and she just had a blast until she didn't. Oh no. Yes. And it's been a reoccurring thing. She is only two and a half. She'll be three in March. So I'm, you know, I don't. Precious, precious age. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) She threw the biggest, most violent tantrum I've ever seen her throw in public. Oh, no. Now, I don't blame her. It's partially half my fault, I would say. Half my fault. (laughs) Maybe. I take 50% of the credit. 50%. Maybe 45. I don't know. But (laughs) because it was, I didn't get out out of the house fast enough Uh um, to take her to get air. Because her dad was, I don't know what he was doing. He was just walking around, looking at things, taking his time. <laughs> you know, it's Sunday, so I don't blame him either. But by the time we got there, it was kind of nap time. Uh-huh. But she is usually good at having a fun time during nap time without a tantrum, if that's what we're doing, if we're having a good time. Right. You know, when it's exciting, it's, okay, I'll have my tantrum at 3 o'clock. That's uh-huh. fine. But no, we were about 45 minutes in, and that's when it happened. It was a great 45 minutes, so. Uh-huh. She kicked, she rolled, she was spitting and foaming at the mouth and convulsing. And I'm just like, and then a giant family happened to walk in and had been there standing, watching all of this happen. And I'm the mom that's like, let me just ignore her. She'll stop. Ignore, ignore, ignore. Okay, we're going to go home. All right, we're going home. That's it. And her dad's like, I'll give you candy. Stop crying. And I'm like, please don't do that. Why would you say that? <laughs> So we're not on the same team. She can see that. And she's going at both of us. And I'm like, that's it. I told him, pick her up. I'm walking out this place barefoot. I don't care. No (laughs) shoes, nothing. Let's go. Uh Uh-huh. The whole ride home, she cried. And she cried. And she cried. And she screamed and screamed and screamed. I didn't even know kids had lungs like that. I mean... She she broke in a new set. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was pretty intense. And... I got home, I got her to bed, and I promise you, I don't care how many tantrums I've been through, even talking about right now, it's hard. I cried. I cried so Uh hard because I'm just so frustrated. So I hit Facebook and I was like, other moms, please help me. Is this normal? What do you guys do? Please help me. Like, 
And I know that there are moms that, yeah, we, we everybody goes through it and everybody says they go through it, but there's so many, like, how do you say, very judgmental eyes that look at you when your kid is losing its mind. Right. And I'm just like, you I see you holding the hand of another three-year-old. How could you be looking at me like that? Right. You know, it's like, come on, help me. <laughs> We're in the middle of public. Just help me. Right. Like, social have we not all been here? Yeah. yeah. And I had a lot of really awesome replies you know, you were one of them. And I think honestly, your reply was the one that was like, okay, she's a mom that I look at like up to. I look up to her. She's done it. She's passed it. I can make it past it. Well, maybe I'm past it. <laughs> well, right, right. Um, Amelia can still, can still throw a good tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's just, it was so many people saying, hey, We've been there or we are there. It's going to be fine. These kids do this. Forget everybody else. Just think about you and your baby and you'll be fine. And I'm like, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. 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 I I can handle this. I can handle this. We're doing this. Other than that, that was the... That was the highlight. That was the highlight of my week. I mean, we had fun, but then it was tantrum after tantrum from days after that. Uh huh. And it's just a lot of navigating, you know, around my kid. Yeah, around like, how do I approach this? And every tantrum is different. And I really learned to sit down and talk to her. And yeah, it calms her down. But you know, yeah, well, and I mean, at that age, there, I think I don't remember what exactly that I said to you. But at that age, they're, they're, they're testing. Mm -hmm. And like, they're literally testing the limits, psychologically, you know, they're, they're not yet at the point where they understand that other people have feelings and it, you know, doesn't hurt mom and make her cry if you kick her or bite her, yeah. you know. And so they're very, still very self-centered naturally. And they go through that stage where they're like, what is the limit? Mm-hmm. And it's a really important stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it's absolute trash when you're going through it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, how many times did I carry Amelia out of a public place under my arm like a football? That's yeah. while she was spitting, crying, kicking, screaming. She scratch you. She was a kicker. My kid scratches on purpose. I mean, she uh-huh. won't have any nails at this point because click, click, click. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> Don't use that one again. But yes. <laughs> I think it really also reminded me of my feelings that I like to kind of put aside sometimes about being a mom. I love being a mom, but mind you, I did not plan this. Things happen and I accepted it with open arms. With that, I've kind of... I've kind of struggled with a lot of feelings this week when it comes to the tantrums and everyday life and watching my partner get to go out with their friends and I have to stay home and I go to work and the kind of the same thing. I feel kind of left behind, Uh you know, and with these tantrums and I'm watching all these families with their older kids playing and being happy. I'm like, here I go being left behind. I got to take my kid and go home and deal with that. (laughs) Yeah. I miss out, you know, and I mean, who cares? Why am I, why do I care that I'm missing out? I'm not sure. Yeah. But, those, man, those feelings are so real. And so, yeah. So, I mean, <sighs> it's hard to have to dip back into that feeling those feelings, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let me just, let me just sit and breathe this out. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, there's a lot that goes on that that's going on with your child that's so important developmentally. And then like for us also, mm-hmm. and this is where, this is where like I get ticked off that like, we don't get to put my time as a mother on like my work resume. Right. Because we joke, like I kept the tiny humans alive. Right. Hey, <laughs> like, hey, hey, domestic engineer. Yeah. <laughs> Don't knock it. <laughs> so, I mean, like, there's so much growth that mm-hmm. we have literally as human beings because it can be so easy to to go downhill. Oh, yeah. Instead of at least staying even. But if you grow, you know, like, there's mm-hmm. just, there's so much development. Because, I mean, the, the kids, you know, they're stretching and they're learning and they're testing for a reason. Mm-hmm. And then us as parents, like, we have to follow through if we want them to be good humans. Absolutely. And 
man, it can suck. I think I commented on your post. Yeah, yeah. I missed out on a lot of stuff. I paid entry fees yes. for places and then walked out mm -hmm. after 25 minutes after paying a full entry fee, you know? Yeah. Because I want my kids to be fantastic mm -hmm. and I want them to, to, to learn. And so through that time where they're testing, I gave them the answers, you know? Yeah. And then I would sit in my car and I would weep. Yep. Because <laughs> it's absolute garbage and it's such a heavy, it's such a heavy thing to carry in the moment mm -hmm. that I'm walking away from a family reunion mm -hmm. or I'm walking away from this expensive aquarium I just bought tickets to <gasps> or yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> like I'm walking away from what was supposed to be a great experience so that my kid can scream at me bruise my shins with her little feet oh yeah so bruises. that a few years from now which you don't get the reward for right now no. a few years from now my kid can be fantastic and like it's a lot it is it really is it's and other parents that have multiple i mean you have two daughters i don't know if they were they weren't going through the same tantrums. The other one doesn't really have tantrums, right? Juliet is my older, and she she tried them out. In fact, I'm, I'm thinking of a time <laughs> as we're talking. It was around that age, and she, probably two and a half, she threw um, a bunch of crayons off of the table onto the floor. Oof. And it was right as I had made her snack. And I was like, okay, put your crayons in the box. And, you know, we're at that stage where she can mm -hmm. put the crayons in the box. It's not beyond her. Oh, yeah. And, like, we had, like, a little bin. So she didn't have to fit them in. There's no motor skills. It's literally just dumping them into the box. And, you know, I said, okay, it's time for a snack. Put your crayons in the box. And she, like, purposefully. Like a cat. Looked, yeah, like a cat <laughs> swept them off of her little table. Ugh. And I said, okay, um, we're not going to eat lunch. And I think I was pregnant at this point. I was like, we're, we're not going to eat lunch until you pick those up and put them in the box. Oh, yeah. And we sat there for so long. And oh I, goodness. like, I was stone-faced, silently crying because I was pregnant. Oh, yeah. And I was hungry for snack. <laughs> <laughs> Two of you were hungry for yeah, snack. Yeah, and I was like, she will not win. Yeah. Because this developmentally is an important moment. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and silently cried while she sat there and refused to put the crayons in the box. And I think we sat there for three hours. Wow. While her snack rotted on the in the kitchen. I was pregnant and hungry and hangry. Hangry <laughs> at this point. Absolutely. And every few minutes we just sat there and I said, we're going to sit here until you pick those up and put them in the box like I asked you to. And that was one of those moments where I was like, other people are having fun. Mm -hmm. Other people are at work and earning money. And this is literally what I'm spending my time on. And at the time it felt horrible. But like, yeah. not to toot my own horn, Juliet is the best child <laughs> in the world. She's so respectful and everybody is in love with her. So I did it. <laughs> so when you're ready, you can come on over to my house. <laughs> yeah, like it's like that training, like that teaching. There's so much that it just drains us and yeah. it's hard and it like takes so much. And I feel like in my household, we're kind of doing it a little backwards. I, I call it backwards because it's me, my daughter's father, my daughter, and his mother. Uh -huh. Because she was she stopped working for two years to take care of her while we could get on our feet and start working. But when yeah, we moved home, well, now we're all trying to get on our feet, you right. know? So we all live together. But if I'm following through, I only get three whole days with her. Yeah. You know, the other days are morning and night, but not the whole middle part of the day, right. the meat of the day, so to speak. Right. So if I'm the only one following through and two other people aren't, you can only imagine mm -hmm. how long these tantrums are going to draw out. I could sit there with her like you did with your daughter for three hours. And all I'm going to get is are things thrown at me as I stone face 
take the hit yeah. <laughs> over and over. And I'm just like, yeah, it's it is. It is a uh, very draining. Yeah, it's that's totally different. Yeah, I mean when you're when you're parenting with somebody else and you're working and all that thing, there's so much to balance. I remember Michael every day when we were at that young age where we were like training, mm -hmm. you know, like that's what it feels like. It feels like training. Yeah, training and people to be like, people. <laughs> I've trained. I've trained a dog. Yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> you think, yeah. That's what I'm like. I'm it feels, and it's like so much more intense, and there's so mm -hmm. much more weight on your shoulders about it. During that time, I mean, Michael would walk in the door and I would just spill. I'd be like, we talked about this today. Juliet got in trouble for this. We sat for three hours because she did this. And mm -hmm. if this happens again, this is how I need you to follow through. And so then I would give him like, this is, these are the things that she's testing right now. And here is what I expect of you so that you can back up what I worked with her and like there were times that we were definitely not on the same yeah thing. and now as we're older my back is a lot more spineless <laughs> like now that we're doing virtual school and things yeah like I'm like yes go play video games bye yes and then Michael will come home and be like why is their room all dirty yeah and why are, they're playing video games and their room is dirty and I'm like that is for you because I am literally exhausted yep and so there is like I mean, you have to be fluid. You mm -hmm. have to communicate. Yeah. And I mean, there's things like, you know, you pick like your top battles. And mm -hmm. there was times that Michael would come home and be like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Why, why are we doing that? <laughs> and I was like, because I chose battles one, two, and three. And <laughs> four, five, and six can wait until she's four. Yep. That's, honestly, <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. I'm choosing the public battle, or, or, sorry, the public tantrums as my main battle. But right next to that is potty training. Oh, yeah. And that's not going so well either. Well, oh, that's, a, that's a story for another time. <laughs> the first lie. The first lie Juliet ever told in her life uh -huh. was when I found a log on the carpet. <laughs> oh, my God. And she looked at me with her sweet, sweet face no. and her little shirt with her naked butt <laughs> and said, the dog's dead it. No, she didn't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> She was the hardest what? to potty train. She was the first. She was the hardest to potty train. And yeah, she, the dogs did it. Oh my goodness. Oh and I said, goodness. I will remember this forever, sweetheart. Your very first lie. <laughs> like the lies you tell. The dog did it. Yep. Yeah. It'll never, I don't know. I mean, I know it's just terrible parenting. Even I could say this and I'm a first time parent. I'm at the point of wanting to bribe her because she knows how to use a bathroom. She knows how to. Oh, we, we bribed. She puts the stool Skittles, where it goes. I'm like, I will mm -hmm. listen. You go poo poo in the toilet. You get a baby alive. <laughs> you That's get anything you want. want. Anything you want, sweetheart. Just do it. <laughs>
And I hear Amelia say very seriously. Oh, no. Yeah, you know, I'm just so tired because I don't get enough to eat. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why would she say that? And I was like, oh, what? Am I going to get a phone call? Or a knock at the door. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, she was like, I need to have a one-on-one -on -one with my teacher so I can tell her that my mother is starving. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And, I, and her teacher's like, oh, okay, yeah, eating is definitely good. <laughs> but I think I've heard as so many other people sharing things, like the things that I didn't realize, like my kid says about me, and they're saying it to their teachers on Zoom. And then, like, all the other parents can hear. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, of course, I'm sure she doesn't mean it in that way. It's just how it's it just hysterical. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> and so if you guys have any funny moments that have happened in, you know, the last week, couple weeks since we've been doing virtual school, you can send us a DM on Instagram or leave us a voice message and share those funny stories with us so we can continue laughing together as we get through yes, please. the weirdness. <laughs> All right. So as you guys know, part of the basis of creating this podcast is to every couple of weeks when we air our new episode, share a card with an affirmation from my project affirmations moms actually need, which is in currently in production. It was fully funded through my Kickstarter and hopefully will be in my arms, ready to distribute to all of you in my online store in, right before the holidays. So we are going to pull a card. Brittany has shuffled the deck and I kind of like doing it blind like this because we don't know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, no. <laughs> and Brittany's going to pull a card and read an affirmation for us and we'll take a couple minutes to share any insights that we have, questions that we have, feelings that we have with you guys. I can do hard things. That is so to the point, but so needed. It's a huge reminder. What a fantastic that you pulled that after the conversation yeah. we had about <laughs> tantrums in public. Seriously. Humiliating motherhood moments. Yes, extreme, extremely humiliating. And <laughs> uh, like the card says, hard. And in those moments thinking, I can't do this anymore. Oh, wait, I have to do it for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> What have I signed up for? Yes. <laughs> Procreation. Procreation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I love that one. When we did the videos for when I had people that bought the early decks mm -hmm. and they shared their favorite card and they shared stories and feelings about it, that one was a pretty popular one um, with several moms who, when they held it up, they just started weeping. Yeah. And those videos are on YouTube and they're on my Instagram if you guys want to hear other women's stories. But the I Can Do Hard Things... And I paired it with this artwork specifically because I like I wanted if you guys can check it out on Instagram, but it's a watercolor of a very powerful woman with bright, happy colors with that, you know, I can I can do hard things. Absolutely. I mean, it's so easy to want to just take the easy route. I mean, I and I'm not even ashamed of this. I have recognized it in myself. I can be one of those people that just immediately wants to say, I'm not going to do this. It's too complicated. It's too hard. There's got to be an easier route. You know, maybe I'm a lazy person. I'm not sure. But it's kind of like I prefer the easier things, you know, but yeah. at the same time, life is just hard, you know, and I do need to be reminded that, hey, you can get through it. You can actually accomplish that task no matter how hard it is. Yeah. This moment when everybody's staring at you and your kid is kicking you and you're screaming, it's hard, it's frustrating, but you can walk, take your kid out, walk to the car, you, there, you just did it. Right. You're fine. Nobody held you back. You are in control of this. Yeah. There's, so, there's yeah. a couple things I was thinking of as you're sharing that is number one, you know, just, just taking the next step. Like that song, the song from the new Frozen movie that I love, oh. that's all just about doing the next right thing. Yes. And really, like, you don't have to do it all at once, you know, just that next step. Yeah. And as you learn how to do that, you can really discover your power. Mm -hmm. And when you look back at the things that you have accomplished, like, for me, I was terrified of childbirth. 
Really? I was so terrified Hmm. of childbirth. And so with Juliet, I was induced and I had an epidural and I was out of it. (laughs) I was going to assume it didn't work. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was, I was totally out of it. She pretty much delivered herself. Like (laughs) they were like, like, you need to stop pushing. And I was like, I'm not pushing. Like I'm on drugs. (laughs) With Amelia, I birthed with the midwives and they had me lead the entire birthing situation. I birthed her standing up. I caught her with my own hands and I did all of it naturally. I like guttural screamed her out and I had spent so much time being terrified of childbirth. And with Juliet, like I tore really bad. Things were traumatic. I lost a lot of blood. I hemorrhaged, like there's all kinds of things. I had similar situation after I had Amelia but I lived mm-hmm. and with Amelia, like having that experience of the natural birth and just like so powerful. There was blood everywhere. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> on the lamps, on the walls, on the floor. <laughs> and by the time I was done, I felt so freaking powerful. Oh, I can only imagine. I had blood in my fingernails hours later yeah. because I caught her myself. That's super human, And it's like, <laughs> it's still this feeling that I just carry every, like I get chills just when I think about it. It was such a powerful moment that I went into with so much fear and I came out of it like I can do anything in this world. Yeah. And I mean, like every, childbirth is an intense one. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there's a different different things that are hard for different people Mm -hmm. and motherhood is hard (laughs) (laughs) of all the hard things it's the hardest one of them (laughs) yeah and i mean like balancing things is hard Mm -hmm. working while raising a kid is hard any any dream that you want to accomplish there's difficult parts of it yeah and by taking like those next little steps and like just pushing forward, you know, for the for the birth pun, yeah. <laughs> for, for you know, just moving forward a little bit at a time, we can accomplish anything. Yeah. And then when you do those things, you know, you feel your power, and you can look back at those things, and you can do another hard thing after that. All right, I think that we had a pretty fun discussion. Yeah, with, this is great. Some really like important parenting tidbits some tearing up from these silly frustrations <laughs> oh intense frustrations yes. and very very real life struggles yes. i hope that you guys enjoyed the episode got some solidarity got maybe a couple things that helped you uplifted you um whatever yeah i hope you really related to some of what we spoke about um and if you did well if you have kids you definitely relate. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Oh yeah. If you have any, you know, ideas or comments that you really want to let us know about, please do. You can uh, write to us on our Instagram. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. You can send us your funny virtual stories. You can also, um, on our anchor website, you can send in a voice message. If you want to give us any feedback or share anything that uplifted you from the episode or a funny story, or I don't know if you want to ask advice or anything, you can call in on Anchor and leave us a voice message there, which is pretty fun. So you guys should do that so we can try it out. (laughs) Yeah, definitely stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. And supporting us and letting us have this really fun time together. Reconnecting. And it's not just us. No. It's fun that we know that there's people out there listening. We got quite a few listens on our first episode. I was surprised about. (laughs) I was very happy about that. So thank you guys for your support. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you so much. Until next time. Bye. Bye.